The OC Bombers podcast is available worldwide and is heard on six continents and over 50 countries. Please subscribe and listen on your preferred podcast app and leave us a good review. Neil, do you ever notice anything? How's that? Is that better? Like what we need is the big boom. Yeah, exactly. Right? What I need what I need is for you to get off my case and just have Tori just get into it and say, hit it, Tori. Welcome to the OC Bombers Podcast. And now, here's Neil. Hey, Scotty, how are you? Excellent and exceptional. How you doing, buddy? Fantastic. Number 164? 164, as in... Do you tell you know the Scrabble board game, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. I love it. Love it. Uh, bo- I don't love the Scrabble game, but I'm I don't I, either. I, I but the board includes 164 squares that have neither word nor letter multipliers on them. Oh, okay. So those are the blank ones. Right. Blank space is out of the, uh, it's a 15 by 15 grid, 225 spaces uh-huh. minus 164 is mm-hmm. whatever that is. Yeah, people love Scrabble. I I've I've never like I, we've talked about this before, like the Wheel of Fortune right. type games. I kind of yeah. struggle with those. There's a I new There's a new one on CBS that they've been advertising at the Gazoo, uh, whatever that's called. Um, the Great Gazoo. No, anyway, I don't like all these reboots of the uh, yeah game games. shows. You know why? Because they don't take it seriously. They have these hosts that are trying to <laughs> yeah. be funny, and everybody else is just, let's well, party well, and have a good time. No, the, respect the, the game and play the game. No, it's not professional hosts like Alex Trebek or Wink Martindale. Right, you don't have those old school Bob, classic. Bob Uecker. <laughs> radio announcers coming in to be your host right. at the game show. You don't have that. So. Was, was Bob Uecker the Hollywood? It's an age Hollywood, that's past, Neil. Was the... Um, was Bob Euchre the uh, Newlywood game? Uh, Bob Eubanks. Eubanks. That's what I meant to say. Bob Euchre, the baseball I meant to say Bob player. Eubanks. Didn't sound right when it came out of my mouth. The third, Bob Eubanks. The, he's the, a funny see, guy. after the third time I said that, it, it felt right. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, the third time for anything should feel right. Neil, let's yeah. get into... What are we doing? Uh, it's probably not the right... But it's celebrity birthdays. Great. What's the feedback on it? Do people like it out there? The birthdays? Yeah. They love playing along, Oh, apparently. do they? Okay. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing. So, so I, I, I don't know. We haven't heard any... I haven't seen the feedback machine on that, but you may continue. We got, we got three people here. Everybody should know, hopefully. Okay, you ready? The first one is one of your favorites, Neil. Olivia Coleman. Oh, yeah, we like Olivia Coleman, the British actress. British actress from Broadchurch. Oh, my gosh. That yeah. show is amazing. You should watch it. Yeah. Three seasons. Uh, the Crown. Yeah. She played the Queen for uh, a while. She, she, Fleabag, born yeah. in Norwich, England. Where is Norwich? Where is that? It's area? it's r- right above the, the river, and then it kind of juts out, oh. and you you take the- I know where Norwich, Connecticut is, by the way. You take the Q2 to get there, I think. I know where Norwich, Connecticut is, by the way. I've been in Norwich. Same thing. Same I think thing. So. I think so. All right, we've stopped oh, so, long oh, enough, Neil. So how old is Coleman? Olivia I'm gonna, Coleman. I'm going to go with um, 54. 54 is incorrect. Ooh. She is only 49 years oh, young, all right, Neil. I, I mean, okay, but I yeah, she does. She does present a little older, doesn't she? No, but I had her in her 50s. All right, not Neil. Bad. Great. I loved, by the way, I'm, she's in she's something. She's really good. She's in something. I'm going to watch it. Yeah, she's, she's really one of, good. She's one of those actresses, actors. You may continue. Another British actor. Uh, for I love. I love. But, but by the way, anytime somebody talks in you know the British tongue, I mother tongue, I just get well. <laughs> Neil Christian Bale. Oh, he's a great actor. Great actor. American Psycho, oh. Batman trilogy, The Machinist. I, I actually. He's just, also from Wales. 
Oh, I didn't realize that. I don't. I can't think I can do a Welsh accent. But Christian Bale, I I, I watch American Psycho over the holiday. It's a nice oh, up up the holiday classic. Oh my gosh! <laughs> but his seriously, his thing on um, Phil Collins and and uh, that whole bit on Phil Collins. Did you hear that? Oh, Huey Lewis and Huey Lewis, both of them. Yes, it's but, but, great. But, by the way, it's based on a book. Yeah, uh, right. Uh, mm-hmm. By a very famous author, kind of he did that in um, Less Than Zero. Oh, okay. We'll write this down, and I'll, and I'll get that next time. But he's a famous, famous writer. But anyway, that being said, let's go back to Christian Bell. I'm going to say he is younger than Olivia. <laughs> okay. But I'm going to go. He's 47. Neil, you are incorrect. Oh. He is. 49. Oh, he's, he's the, the same, same age. The same age. <laughs> Who knew? Is there a theme with these, Neil? <laughs> okay. Let's see. Oh, speaking of Phil Collins, today is Phil Collins' birthday. The Oscar, Grammy winner, rock drummer, pop singer. He from is not Genesis. 49. <laughs> <laughs> Invisible Touch, I Can't Dance. Yeah, seriously, you got to. In the air tonight. All right, Phil Collins. Um, I got a little time, Phil Collins. Can I just talk, break down Phil Collins yeah, first? Yeah, um, for that time in the 80s, yeah, he was everywhere. Yeah, it was, Genesis, it, Solo. It was just too much Phil Collins, right? Is that fair? For me. Yes, f- for me too. And going back and revisiting the songs now, yeah. I'm I'm okay. okay. But back then, I did reach my saturation point. Um, so I'm going to go with Phil Collins. Uh, by the way, I've seen Phil Collins in concerts. Of course. I've seen Genesis in concerts. Of course you have. <laughs> But um, I'm going to go, he's old, but he's in, he's in his 70s. I'm going to go 74. Neil, so close, but incorrect. He is 72 years old. Now, when he does perform, he does not get out of his, he performs sitting down now. Do you realize yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, because he has got, a malady. And yeah. he, what? He's a what? He has a malady, an infliction oh, okay. of some kind that wow. he can't do that. Um, and secondly, um, he is doing, currently recording something with Phil, uh, Peter Gabriel, which I'm very oh, excited about. Oh, that's very nice. Very I like that. About, yeah, very excited about that. The Genesis guy. So that's our celebrity birthdays. Wow. Neil, uh, you would have been in the tolerance on some of them, but 0 for 3 straight up. Okay. Neil's right. music corner thingy notes. Yeah, so... Um, Basement tapes, whatever. Well, you didn't want... Yeah, the corner is a good way to say it. I don't want to be back in the corner because I, you know, I've been... I felt like not talking about music today in this particular segment. So I'm going to okay. just say it's Neil's just, potpourri or whatever, uh, whatever I want. We'll come up with something. Neil's potpourri. <laughs> don't, don't write that in pencil. Pen. Oh, no. It's, it it's okay. It's I pencil? Can, no, it's, it's pen, but, you know, I can take care of it. I mean, we we got to do licensing. I got I to I I talk to the marketing people first before we make a decision here. Scruffy. Exactly. Pencils, right. please. All right, so here's a question, Scotty. You know how much I've been um, into the pickleball lately, right? Lately? But why has pickleball become a controversial sport? I don't know, Neil. Why has it? Pickleball, I mean, this pickleball has become the fastest growing sport in the U.S. 4.8 million players over the last over, have, over the last year. In the last two years, it's increased by 40%. So here it is. People who live near pickleball courts object to the noise. Oh, the noise. They say the near constant sounds from the courts are so loud they cannot open the windows most of the year. Now, this is hitting home for me. Okay. Because, you know, I play play pickleball. I play three times a week. At least. And the neighborhood we play in, one of my friends, Dave, who runs it, the association doesn't want us there before nine o'clock because of the pickleball. In the morning. In the morning. Wow, that seems kind of late. I would think eight, maybe. Well, and so it's... Well, listen, neighbor Jeff can attest. We we have a neighbor uh, behind yeah. us that they used to play pickleball starting at maybe 7, 7.30 in yeah. the morning. I uh, haven't heard that 
for quite a while. I thought you were going to say maybe tennis players. Well, we're going to get to that in a second. Yeah, <laughs> we okay. can get to that. But according to the crazy pickleball com, pickleball sound levels within 100 feet of the court are as loud as the noise you might hear if you live near a freeway. Oh, come on. At 200 feet, the level drops significantly, but it's still louder than a normal conversation. Those who live a bit farther outside, the constant and repetitive noise, while perhaps not terribly loud, is extremely annoying. So we're ready for a solution? Change the type of ball you use. Balls made of foam, such as those of golfer sport. What the, Nerf balls with pickleball? No, what are no, come on. You don't want that. All right, so now the other thing. Now, now no. here's the thing. Tennis players are fighting back also. Right, right, so because you're a, taking over their courts, right. Neil. But just listen to this story. In Santa Cruz, California, where closed for, uh, a pickleball court was closed for several days, at, at least six quarts of oil were spilled onto the surface. <laughs> Lying in the oil was a profoundly laced note, according to the newspaper, which the writer threatened to scratch the cars of any pickleball players. Like, what's going on? So angry at pickleball players, you're going to put so this, oil on the courts with a profanity-laced note. Uh, it's something new. That's people, next level. I know. This is crazy. And I just, want, I just want to have fun. Why can't we all get along and play pickleball, Scotty? Well, apparently you're too darn loud, Neil. All right. Well, I'm going to keep you posted on the pickleball of, of the controversy. I think it's yes, good. please. I do think pickleball will win out one day. I th I think it will because more people have access to it. It's easy to play, right? Everybody I can't play. wait to play pickleball with and you. And maybe we'll have so. maybe we'll have an OCB pickleball um, <clears throat> team one day. Yeah, we've been hearing that for a couple of years. <clears throat> <laughs> All right, Neil. Let's get on to today's topic. Well, what is that? It's one of our listeners' favorite topics. I, yeah, I do believe that. <laughs> it is. A Mount Rushmore. Wow. And we're going to do a Mount Rushmore of... Cover songs. Cover songs. Doo -doo -doo -doo. So uh, I know we've been talking about this a few episodes back. We're, we're going to use our loose translation of cover songs. It's basically there was an original song and somebody right. else has done a new version. So, Neil. Is this Age Before Beauty? <sighs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Yes, go ahead, buddy. All right. Once again, and I'm not even guessing what yours are because I'm sure they're going to be some obscure. No, I think you will know. Well, you know this one definitely. You'll know a couple. A couple. There's a couple of Scott themes in here. Okay, can't but wait. The first one, right off the bat, bat, right off the bat, right off the bat, bat is El Paso, covered by the Grateful Dead. Okay, so El Paso okay. is a Western ballad written and originally written and originally recorded by Marty Robbins. Yes, and first first released on the Gunflight of Ballads and Trail Songs in September of '59. The thing I always remember about El Paso, it is the first number one hit of the of in 1960s. It's the number one hit in 1960. Out in the West Texas so, town of El Paso. Let me just tell you a little about this song, Scotty. The song is first person narrative, told by a cowboy in El Paso, Texas, in the days of the Wild West. Oh yes, the singer it is. recalls how he frequent frequented Rose's Cantina. Oh, Rose's I'm smitten with a young Mexican dancer named Felina. And the tequila flu. When the singer notices another cowboy sharing a drink with wicked Felina, oh, out of no, jealousy, no, no. he challenges a newcomer to a gunfight. Yes. The singer kills a newcomer, then flees in the act of escaping. The singer commits the additional hanging offense of horse theft. Oh, Departing no, the town, the singer that. holds out the ballads of hides out in the badlands of New Mexico. That's right. <clears throat> The song then fast forwards to an undisclosed time later. The lyrics at that point change from past to present tense when the singer describes a yearning for Felina that drives him to return without regard of his own life to El Paso. Oh, Marty. He said his love is stronger than his fair death. Upon arriving, the singer races to the cantina, but he's chased fatally wounded by a posse. Felina rushes to his side and he dies in his arms after the one little kiss. Oh, isn't that It sweet. is the most beautiful song in the world. Just, and just, and the, Neil, way, the way it's sung, the way it's told, it just... I've, Perfect, perfect, 
Perfect. It, it is a great. It's a great song. I don't think anybody can do it better than Marty. Now here's here's why we'll pick up El for the Grateful Dead. So El, so okay. the El, El Paso frequently was performed by the Grateful Dead in concert. The song entered the band's repertoire in 1967 and remained there until the band's demise in 1995. Wow. In total, it was performed 389 times. Now. I happen to know the song from... Well, my- they play every night, so that's a, just like a year's <laughs> worth of shows for them, isn't it? No, it was usually in the first set. It was usually, it was usually kind of paired with another country western song, maybe like a big river by the, the um, Johnny Cash song. But the thing that... The, the thing that the, what I loved about the song, this song was on one of the first live albums I ever get called Steal Your Face. Okay. And I listened to this song a thousand times in front of the in front of the in, in front of the mirror. I mean, this song was I would love to. So song you have the sing. lyrics down pretty good. Oh, then. I love this song so much. Now, just, that, that, that's a great song. And every time I think of this song, I think I've told you this before. I think of the Steve Martin TV well, special had, with that, the monkeys. I, I, I had that written down. And also the thing that I told you it's about the song, song that along about Felina. Felina, yeah, is the name of the last Breaking Bad. Uh, yes uh, um, episode. episode and, and it goes that, back right? to Felina the girl that he loved which was the meth machine oh did I just ruin it for everybody wait what <laughs> and he dies in the arms of Felina oh thank you grateful Dead, for great song. introduced me to that and making it part of my life I can't wait to hear their cover of it oh, because once again I'm thinking how, do you, how are you going to get better than uh, oh, beautiful El Paso and I think you're going to hear this theme in all of mine okay all of my songs is I believe the cover is is better than the original. Okay. okay. I have a little bit different thing, but you may continue. <laughs> All right. So my first one out of the gate is Money Money. Oh, I Billy, Billy Idol's Duh, I, I, I did that one. <laughs> so Tommy James and the Shondells had a hit with it uh, in UK number one, 1968, number three in the US and Canada. Billy Idol covered it on his 1981 Don't Stop EP. So right. it was his first yep. solo effort, had Baby Talk dancing with myself on it. It's a great EP. Number seven on the dance charts. So his affection for the song and why he wanted to make his version stemmed from a sexual encounter he had as a youth while what? the song played. Really? Apparently he was getting it on on a park bench and this song was playing. A little TMI, but you may continue. Yeah. Now, he did have a live version of the song in 87 that went to number one. Not that one. That one's not as good as this version. But interestingly enough, Idol's version gave rise to an interesting custom when the song was played at concerts, weddings, dance. There's a certain call and response that happens right. with obscenities. You know, you get, get. People know what I'm talking about. This is the part of the, this is the part of the cover that I, I, I this is the part of the song I don't like when it became that. But you may continue. Oh, too too popular when that happened. No, it just wasn't appropriate. But you may continue. Okay. Well, this led to the song being banned at high school dances. Yeah. You're right, TJ High School, maybe uh, in North America. But the custom still continues today at concerts and such. So to me, um, like I said, my theme is I think these covers are better than the originals. The danceability and the punk sensibility that Billy brings to this cover. Yeah. Thump, thumping bass line. It feels like this is what the original song should have been. Mm-hmm. You know, Tommy James did a did a great job. It was his song. He wrote it. But it sounds kind of thin and 60s and not quite there. I think Billy knocked it out of the park with Moni. Now he's Moni. playing Baltimore. He's you, playing Baltimore. Did you buy tickets? It's a, it's a school night. So, so let's I go. Me and you, let's do it. I'm, 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 I'm throwing the gauntlet down, Scott McCurry. Buy tickets. I'm there with you. Okay. All right. You got I'll do it. it. 
And there we go. Report Billy Idol. Let's just think of the the, the, the shtick we can have. We're at a Billy Idol concert. We could do podcasts remote from a Billy Idol concert. <laughs> I would love that. Okay, let's do it. It's on a Wednesday night, right? Yeah, it's a Wednesday night. It's school night. Yeah. I'll, I'll skip basketball that night. That'll be right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Neil, um, let's take a break. Okay. And when we come more, back. I, I can use some more bourbon, I think. Yeah, more bourbon, and we're going to finish up our Mount Rushmore cover songs. Very good. What do you get when a convenience store clerk and a small engine mechanic have to share an apartment just to make ends meet? Hey, what the? Who put a Hostess Zinger snack cake in my carburetor? Oh, I was looking for that. Mmm, delicious. Tormund! <laughs> OCB Studios is proud to present the Tormund and Neighbor Jeff Show. You loved their zany antics on the OCB podcast. Now they've got their own spinoff show. I don't know, Neighbor Jeff. I just don't think our landlord will accept another push mower as payment for this month's rent. Trust me, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Darman! Neighbor Jeff! Uh-oh! The landlord! That's right! It's Sachita playing the landlord! Where's my rent? Would you take another push mower? No! But I would accept payment in snack cakes. Tormund, pay her with your snack cakes. Well, I would, but I ate them all. <laughs> Tormund! The Tormund and Neighbor Jeff Show, coming soon to the new OCB Video Streaming App. The OCB Video Streaming App has been approved for broadcast throughout the tri-state area. Have you ever been to uh, El Paso? No. It's on my bucket list. We did cross-country stuff with Jake a couple times. Mm -hmm. Every time we pass a city that was a song that I knew, I'd play it, and he would annoy the crap. And we're back. Welcome back to the OC Bombers podcast. We're available on all of your favorite podcasting apps. Neil, why don't you lay a toilet joke on us, please? Okay. Scotty, why did the cop sit on the toilet? I don't know, Neil. Why did the cop sit on the toilet? To do his duty. D-U-T-Y. You could almost say that about almost any other profession, too, couldn't you? I'm just reading them. I, I guess, they're... yeah, policeman on duty. All right, we'll check that one off and we'll uh, move on. Uh, Neil, little bit in the feedback yeah, machine for what's you. What's going on there? Last week we had uh, Mariska Hargitay as a celebrity birthday. Oh, yeah, 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 you right, wondered right. about her. 508 episodes and counting wow. of Law & Order S. VU since 1999. That's 24 seasons of primetime Emmy, a People's Choice, and a Golden Globe. How, uh, 500 how many? 508. We, we, we're going to catch her. Hey, you know what? That's, that's <laughs> Oh, yeah, we are. That'll be good. And I, I made mention of some people in north central Pennsylvania drink. Yeah. Maybe uh, not letting their phone get under 20% yeah, charged. Yeah, yeah. And I was told by Bud that he has let his phone discharge to less than 20% twice in the last two weeks. Heaven, Mercantory. I don't know him anymore. I just, I, just, I don't. <laughs> Who are you, bud? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I don't get it, bud. All right, let's get back to our Mount Rushmore of cover songs. Neil, yes. lay it on us. I, I love this version of this song, and this is a Beatles song. Okay. All right, and the song is Two of Us. 
by Amy Mann and Michael Penn. Okay. So this is from now. Amy Mann is for, Amy Mann is. Uh, let me give you a little background before Amy Mann is from Till Tuesday. Till Tuesday. Hush, hush. Voices carry. Okay, so you got that song, voices carry, and then of course um, Michael Penn. Um, was, Romeo and black jeans. Yeah, right. So, and what am I wearing, Scotty? You are wearing black jeans. Every and, time we wear them, we got to sing the song. Yeah. All right. Now, just just as a little, a little. Every time <laughs> I would hear the song on the radio, what would I do, Scott? You would call me. Call you and just put the put the phone to the to, to the speaker to, to the car speaker and just let it play and that's anything right correct <clears throat> it was a, it was a, that you was, were much better at doing that than I was that was our thing but anyway so um, the two of us so they they're married by the way they've been married since did you know that no good for them Mazel Mazel you didn't know Michael Penn and Amy Mann were married I guess not all right no. and they've been married they've been married since 1997 and still married apparently happily married good for them yeah very nice <laughs> happily all right so anyway. <laughs> So let's get back to this Two of Us song. So this is originally the song Two of Us was on the Beatles Let It Be album. And this song is on the um, I Am Sound I Am Sam soundtrack from 2001. The Sean is, Penn movie, This is right? a Sean Penn movie. He played a mentally handicapped guy and he was obsessed with the Beatles, right? Wait a second. Michael Penn, Sean Penn. Yes. Are they brothers? Yes, they are. Oh, I see. What uh, <laughs> What is that called? Nepotism? Nepo babies? But this song. <laughs> anyway, but the, 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 have, you, have you heard about this soundtrack, I Am Sam? No, I have not. You should listen. It's, it's, it's all covers of Beatles. But I didn't, Beatles? Know, I didn't know this until that. They really, originally wanted the, the original Beatles songs on there, but the Beatles wouldn't release the rights to it. So they did covers. Or Michael Jackson wouldn't release I, the rights to right. it? Whoever. So, um, all right. Now, just... I, I here's the thing. Beatles songs, I think, are great. Not a lot of people could do good Beatles covers. Did you agree with that? Yes. Okay. Totally agree. This one, I don't know, just kind of grabbed me, and I just listened to it forever. And I, I bought the album, and I kind of and just really, really, I really enjoyed it. And it was, so Go just ahead. I want to flip, 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 flip it on you. Flip it on me. From 1960, 1970, the Beatles recorded 213 songs. Mm-hmm. How many of those were covers that the Beatles did? Mm. Their early albums, there were always half covers, half originals. I'm going to say 50. How about 25? Ooh, 25. And they used to do, they did, you're right, they did a lot of covers back in the day, so. Yeah, that was kind of the rule for <laughs> right. their first few albums. Yeah, this, and anyway, and, and but the thing I love about this song, is, you, do you know this, the Beatles song, the, the song, Two of Us? You know what, it, it doesn't pop to me right now. Oh, I'm sorry, but but. but the I end, have all the Beatles songs. It, on it is uh, it's it's their homage to the Everly Brothers, uh, so to speak, and it's okay. And it also ends in whistling, and I'm a sucker for whistling in a song. <laughs> Mount Rushmore of songs with whistling coming up, maybe. I might have two of them. <laughs> two of us would be in both. All right, thank you. Number two, very good. There Amy Mann go. and Michael Penn. Two of us. By the way, okay. I've seen I've seen Amy Mann in concert. I have too. <laughs> she opened for Hall and Oates back go. in the day. She's good. She's have very, you seen Michael Penn? I have not. I have not either. All right. My number two on the Mount Rushmore of covers is Get It On Bang A Gong by The Power Station. So the original was by T-Rex, a glam rock band, number one in the UK in 71. By the way, I guess that also. (laughs) See, there you go. You're better than the birthdays, right? Yeah. Well, you know, I love The Power Station Uh and Robert Palmer. I go see Robert Palmer. Oh, Robert Palmer's. We can't, we can't yeah, see him. yeah, he's no longer with us. <laughs> Too but. soon? 
Get yes, It On Bang A Gong yes. was their second single released off their al- album. It went to number nine in the U.S., 22 What was the, the first UK? single of that? Of that? Uh, some Like It Hot. That's what I thought some that was. Like some, it see, I wasn't sure if that was a Palmer thing or is it? It was station. Power Station. That's a great song. So when the Power Station got together, it was John Taylor and Andy Taylor from Duran Duran, the guitarist and the bass player. Mm-hmm. They wanted to do a bunch of songs and they wanted to have different singers on each one of the tracks on the albums. So they saw Robert Palmer at a party and he said, hey, I heard you're going to do Get It On, Bang A Gone. Can I take a shot at the vocals? Mm -hmm. They're like, heck yeah. He went in, laid it down, and they were like, you're going to be our singer on this entire album. Mm -hmm. We dig you that much. But here's what I would do with the Power Station cassette. cassette. Remember cassettes? Was it an album or an EP? What was it? It was an album. How many songs were it? Nine. Okay. But I would put the cassette in when I would. Li- I used to live out in the country right, in high school. Remember, of I was a city boy or a country boy. When I would go into work at the Holiday Cinemas in Frederick, mm-hmm. I would put in the cassette, turn it up all the way, and then I would drive as fast as I could to get to work. And I would hit the parking lot at the Holiday Cinemas as Bang a Gong ended. Oh, that was a, that was always my uh, yeah, my goal. goal. Yeah. <laughs> You know, ending on that song, uh-huh. this song, when you go in to be a doorman, you are so pumped oh, up yeah, gotcha. to yeah. please the no, customers. It, it, tear their tickets, uh-huh. say, you have a good time at the movies. <laughs> and bang that gong. Bang it and get it on. So once again, it elevates the original in my mind. Um, it rocks out. There's a very overproduced intro to the song, which is very 80s and great. But then Tony Thompson kicks it in with his drums. Andy Taylor gets to show off a little bit his guitar licks that he can't do in Duran Duran. John Taylor has a great bass solo. He is awesome bass player. Get it on. Bang a gong. gong by the Power Station. Yeah, the T-Rex version is pretty damn good also. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So... You know, what do you got for number three there, buddy? This song here, this is just the theme of this one is taking a song and making it your own. Okay. The only people who get this this reference will be Wilco, Wilco fans out there. But these Oh, <laughs> oh, and they all listen to this podcast. <laughs> so the song is California Stars. So this is a Woody Guthrie oh my song that um, was originally performed, written and performed by on Mermaid Avenue where, where, where Wilco and Billy Bragg, the English artist, do you know who Billy Bragg is? I've heard, heard the name. I, I... They got together, and Woody Guthrie's daughter asked him to redo these songs or sing these songs from these lyrics, and it and came up with California Star. California Star is one of those songs. Woody so. Guthrie's that uh, hippie folk guy, it's, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Revolutionary guys, along with Billy Bragg. Anyway, that being said, this Tell me song, about Wilco's version. This song has become a Wilco standard. I mean, it is. It closed the show for about five years. It's one of those songs where you everybody's just like kind of like you know get putting their arms around each other. It's like it just can't it's, do that anymore. It can't do it, but it closes the show. It is it has become theirs. It has become theirs. They and took it over, made it their own, and it I really like it. is. Um, it is the standard. And I don't know if I've ever. heard I like this. to lay my heavy head tonight. I think this is really this is a sing along song. Everybody should like the song. When I talked to Lisa about this, she's like, "Oh, I like that song." Well, well, that's nice. But anyway, the point being is that um, we're gonna get these songs out there, right? We're gonna, we're yeah, gonna, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna, gonna make a playlist and okay. post them. Absolutely. All right. Okay, all right. So yeah, big here. Let me jump. There you go, California stars. Okay. All right, Neil, my number All three right. by the Beatles, a cover of "Twist and Shout." I wouldn't have gotten that. No, I wouldn't have. No, gotten okay. okay. Well, the first version—that's one of the twenty-five that they did. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And you know what? It was the only million, a million-selling Beatles single in the U.S. that was a cover song. Oh, wow. So there you go. 
but the first original version was a Phil Spector produced version of it by the Top Notes. Okay. It's a drab Latin twinged R&B thing. Very interesting to hear the original version. <laughs> Did Phil Spector write it? Uh, I think he helped... Well, he produced it. I don't know if he wrote it. Uh And then in 1962, I think one people are more familiar with, the Isley Brothers did it. Gospel-y, soul, fired up. Uh, Was that that produced by Phil Spector? No. It was uh, number 17 (laughs) in the U.S. To me, I found it a bit slow compared to the Uh uh, Beatles version. And an interesting wah-wah weird trumpets in the middle. But then 1963, the Beatles covered it. Yeah. Now, their version has been called the most famous single take in rock history. Okay. So the story goes, they were making their album, I think it was their first album, and they saved this song to the end of the day because they would go into a studio for like one day or two days, record everything and get out. They saved this song to the end. John Lennon sings lead vocals on it. His voice was already done, kaput, and they were like, John, we're going to do this song. And he just fires it out there, shredding the vocals, shredding his vocal cords. It's great. I love the young, hungry Beatles because you can tell they're having fun. Absolutely, yeah. They're having fun. Well, this version went to number two in the U.S. Mm -hmm. And like I said, it was a million selling something. But pop culture reference for this version of the song. Yes. You may be familiar with the 1986 movie... Ferris Bueller's Day Off, where (laughs) Matthew Broderick is in the parade as Ferris and he lip syncs the song and everybody in the parade route dances along, the workers along the street, everyone. Great use of it uh, in a movie. So once again, this version elevates the song. Lots of energy to it. Love it. Very good. It's on on my top songs of all time now. I have that 40 for 40, don't I? Somewhere. Scott's 40, 40. Um, oh, wait, I'm, I'm going to be turning double nickels in April. Uh-huh. You might get to hear every single song on my list and say yay or nay to it. Oh, joy. <laughs> oh, you can talk about your music, but okay. Neil, let's take it home with our four. Let's finish up the Mount Rushmore. Right. So this was, um, I had before done earlier in the week. We talked when we talked earlier in the week, right? Mm-hmm. And then I switched it up. Oh, oh! So you had four, and then we're like, "Oh, hold on, wait a this, second. This was this was now. That, Ooh, that's always dangerous. This Neil. is now also a Dylan cover. Okay, mm. now Bob Dylan, as you know, is one of my favorites. He has sure. many, 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 many songs that people cover. I was Absolutely. going to use "All Along the Watchtower" by Jimi Hendrix. Okay, you were, but people love that song. I love that song, and he, and it, Jimi Hendrix has made it his own. Let's put another theme there. Mm-hmm. But I'm going a different way here. Okay, you're going to this twist song, and shout our way out of this. Right. I'm going to, the song is Mississippi by Bob Dylan. And the version is by Sheryl Crow. From her, oh, you like the Sheryl Crow. And this is from the uh, her 1988 album, uh, The Globe Sessions. So let me give you a little story about this song, right? So this song um, was originally recorded on on the 1997 sessions for Bob Dylan, Time Out of Mind, right? Okay. And he didn't like the way it sounded and didn't kind of shelled it. He gave the song to Sheryl Crow to record. She put her own version on it and and, and put it on her album. Became and and was and, and and did it. And I before I even knew it was a Bob Dylan song, I heard it on a Sheryl Crow album. Just I and I love the so song. So it's a Sheryl cover Crow. even before it was a cover. Right. right. So then he nice. then put it on his Love and Theft album that got released on September 11, 2001, right? Yeah, okay. And I told you, I, I just put a little sidebar there. I did go out and buy, after, after the, I did go out and buy that album that day 
and it was really between like horror, beauty, and I listened to De- Dylan. It was just it was just perfect. And that helps center you. And, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, that being said, uh, Mississippi. <laughs> I don't know if I've heard this. one. You probably have not heard it. It is it is on all the many many, many lists of one of the greatest songs, Bob Dylan songs of all, of all time. Um, the song is na- it, it it's a narrative in both wise and naive, but accepting his older condition. He has reached the other side, but that doesn't mean anything. It doesn't have any regrets. It's kind of have, it's just all these little tidbits of his life about love and all these little Dylan great lines. And the main song refrain is, this is the whole thing. Only one thing I did wrong was stayed in Mississippi a day too long. Hmm. And okay. it's kind of. Um, I think most people would say that. <laughs> no, but it's just like kind of like you know, never knowing when, but just is enough, and just when, right, when right, to when stay. to move on, or yeah, and it's stay. just it's just beautifully written, and it's is, great. Is Cheryl's version more of a countryish rock, uh, like a, a, a rock and roll, a rock and roll? Speaking of country songs, is that when he did it on his um, Love and Theft, it was a country romp. On his original ones, that he, when he did it in, Lo- in, um, in Love and Theft in the um, 1977 sessions of Time Out of Mind. Very slow and driven and ballad. Okay, there. It is. It literally is one of my favorites. It is one of my favorite songs of all time. Dylan's version and Cheryl Crow's version. But once again, did not know it was Dylan's song until after the fact. But on the Rushmore, it's going to be Cheryl Crow's version. That's correct. There we go. <laughs> Love it. I can't wait to hear that one. Okay. Because I'm, yeah, I'm not familiar with that at all. All right, Neil, bringing it home, my number four to finish out my Mount Rushmore. We're going to stay in the country western genre. genre. How about that? It is The Streets of Bakersfield by Dwight Yoakam and Buck Owens. Really? Yeah. So that was a duo they did together? Of his song, a Buck Owens song? Was it a Buck Owens song? Neil, I'm yes. going to give you all the background okay. on it. Are you ready? <laughs> In 1973, Be patient, Neil. Buck Owens did have a version of it. The song was written by a man named Homer Joy. He had little success as a singer-songwriter. But what a great name. <laughs> but he wanted to go into the studio and record some music, right? Uh-huh. But guess who was in the studio in Bakersfield, California? Buck, Buck Owens, Owens and the Buckaroos were in there. Bakersfield, California. The, and the, the studio great, manager the, was The home like, of country was some music, by the way. Homer Joy. Get out of here. Buck's in there doing Uh his thing. So Joy walked around Bakersfield, the streets of Bakersfield, went back to his hotel room, wrote this song, came back the next day, and the studio producer guy was like, all right, play me a song if you're so good. Played him this song. He was like, hold on, play it for Buck. Buck heard it and said... We're buying this song and we're doing it. That's how good it is. So it wasn't a big hit for Buck at all. But in 1988, Dwight Yoakam was doing a version and he wanted his idol Buck to be on it. So Uh it became a duet. It was Dwight Yoakam's first number one hot country singles. Really? We like like the Dwight Yoakam. I really like Dwight Yoakam, yes. He's very good. And this was the first time since 1972 that Buck had a number one hit. But this duet version... It's uh, influenced by Mexican culture because it has Mexican accordion on it. And guess who plays it? Uh, Flaco Jimenez. You know him from the Mavericks. Mavericks, sure. All you ever do is bring me down. Uh, That song, bring me down, Flaco. He plays accordion on there. Mm -hmm. So it's a great uh, story song about a man looking for something better in his life. Uh, And he's not finding it on the streets of Bakersfield. So once again, this version elevates the original. Um, The original is the classic Bakersfield sound with the buckaroos. But the cover with Dwight, you know, his phrasing Mm -hmm. is very much like Buck. Mm-hmm. But then Buck goes here, hold my beer. I'm going to sing Buck <laughs> Owens better than you, Dwight. 
and it's great. Um, and Flacco adds that extra layer, makes it like a Mexican polka. Yeah, I love it. No, oh, it's just great. I just love this song. I, I'm, I'm excited to hear this song. So there you go. Straits of Bakersfield. Uh-huh. Now, Neil, there were some uh, things that came across my desk as in considerations. We can do a real quick... Um, what you think of them, and you got a couple? Okay. Or? No, I, I had the one, I, and I have, uh, but you may continue. All right, Neil. Smooth Criminal. Yeah. A Michael Jackson song covered by Alien Ant Farm. What do you think? Very hard rocker. Have you heard that one? Yeah, I don't like either song. Oh. <laughs> no, I like that. How about um, You Lost That Love and Feeling? Daryl Hall, John Oates, Righteous Brothers. Hall and Oates do a great version of it. Yeah, but that is, a, I agree. I'm not, I'm not dissing Hall and Oates, but that is a tough song. That, that is a, that they sing the hell out of it, both of them do it. But that, yeah, the, yeah. the original is. I think it's great. Bill Medley, is that right? Yeah. Okay, Righteous Brothers, yes. Ain't That a Shame, Fats Domino, covered by Cheap Trick. Have you heard that? Sure, of course. Uh, Cheap Trick's version is just, I, yeah. I think, awesome. Yeah. It's a live from Budokan version. Sure. Uh, yes, I would say, I'll, give it, I'll give that a thumbs up. What about uh, Crimson and Clover, Joan Jett and the Blackhearts, Tommy James and the Shondells? He heard no. that one? No. No. Um, how about the Mavericks, Blue Moon? Everybody sings yes. Blue Moon. I mean, yeah. That's it's, but no, Raul anything, Raul could sing a phone book would be okay with it. You realize that. I know on Lisa's Mount Rushmore, it would be Air That I Breathe that is true. by the Mavericks. She loves and that who song. did that originally? That was the uh, Hollies. The Hollies, that's correct. correct. Yeah. What about Kiss, Tom Jones and Prince? I think. Oh, Tom, yes, 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 yes. Tom Jones does yeah, a great I, I version yes. of that. I was thinking the band Kiss, but yes, yes, I was thinking, right, yeah. yes, I agree. I, Tom Jones knocks another guy from Wales. The Locomotion, Little Eva, and Grand Funk Railroad. Yeah. You remember Grand Funk Railroad? Thumbs up. Yeah, that's a good one, too. And what about You Really Got Me, Van Halen and the Kinks? Yeah, I can't take the Kinks one. I'm sorry, I can't take the Van Halen one. I don't. Oh, I can. It's, it's too much for me. I, I, I Actually, that's the, one, that's the one I thought you were going to go for. That, that, I had that one as a, as a you were going to go for. Well, it was in consideration. Mm-hmm. All right, Neil, um, we have one more bonus song, and it's okay. all about climate change, but oh, we're out oh, of time, Neil. Man. Did you have fun with the cover songs? I did. I, I'm thinking of more than I forgot. <laughs> I'm surprised we didn't have any from uh, under the covers, the Susanna Hoffs and Matthew Sweet one. I mean, they do a lot of good ones. But listen, always if you like a song, go back and look at the history. Yeah. It might be a cover. You never know. A lot That's of songs you're like, oh, they did that. And we we will we'll get these out on a playlist this week. We'll get a playlist out yeah, this the week. Bugs me. And um, <laughs> next week we're just gonna have some more fun, Neil. What do you say? Let's rock and roll. Thank you for listening to the OC Bombers podcast. We're available on Amazon, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, Pandora, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Stitcher. Leave us feedback and comments. Until next time, so long. See you, Neil. Hi, Scotty.